Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Chapter 12, verse 7 to 11. I mean, I like the children to be in the church, but please try and control them at the back, you know? Because it's about, they also need the blood. Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 says, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought, and the dragon fought and his angels. There was war in heaven. And Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And I heard one man of God say that the snake or the serpent that Adam and Eve did not kill in the book of Genesis. By revelation, it had become a dragon. May every snake die in your life. No snake can become a dragon in your life. We are killing them early. Hallelujah. And, and, and prevail not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Verse 9. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil. And Satan, who deceived the whole world, he was cut out into the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Hallelujah. Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, who accused them before our God day and night. Verse number 11. And they, and they overcame, everybody say overcame him. Say overcame him. I say overcame him. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimonies. They overcame him by what? They overcame him by what? They overcame by what? Tonight, I'm talking about the supernatural effect of the blood. Hallelujah. The Bible says, see, they overcame him. Not by how good they are. Not by how holy they are. But they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. And for a background, Satan has every right to be on earth. Satan has a legal right. Hallelujah. And most of us, by our activities, we, we, we have, a, he has a legal right to afflict you. Yeah. He, is legally, he has a legal right. That is why when Jesus Christ came, he said, worship me. And I will give you the kingdom for it has been handed over to me. Hallelujah. And if you look through your life, 
you can see that you are not a holy. You are not a righteous. Is there anybody who has lied before? You have told a lie before. Has anybody who has told a lie before? Is there anybody who has stolen before? You have stolen before. Some of you, some of you, uh, who have stolen before? Even, even the fact that you went to work from, you're supposed to work from 9 to 5 and you left at 3 o'clock. Imaginary fornicators. I don't want to ask who has fornicated here before because I don't want to be sad. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because I don't want to be depressed. Yeah, real fornicators. Real fornicators. And even fornication as defined by the Bible. Which the Lord Jesus Christ said that when you look after somebody lustfully, you have already fornicated with her. So even by that definition, some of you fornicated at the door before coming in. <laughs> Just by that definition. Yeah. Madras. And Jesus said, Jesus said, anybody who hates his brother or calls him Raka, a fool, he is a murderer. So what I'm trying to say is that legally and by all definition, the devil has an access to us. We have no strength. You have no power. The only thing, the only thing that saves us so that he does not have access to us is the blood. It's the blood. The Bible said they overcame him. It is because of the work that was done on Calvary that jo- 
saved you and I from Satan's activity. And listen. And John 10, 10 said, the thief cometh not, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. If, if Satan is to get his way in your life, you have no idea. If the, devil, if the blood of Jesus does not block him, and he gets access into your life, you have no idea what you will do. If you want to see the effect of Satan, when Satan has his full way, unhindered, unrestrained in your life, look at the life of the madman of Gadara. Hallelujah. The Bible talks about the madman of Gadara who had legions, demons. Mark chapter 5, 6,000 demons, fully filled with demons. And look at what they did to him. One, one, the Bible says he was in the cemetery naked. Naked, no clothes. And I tell you, there is nothing more shameful. If I tell you to remove your clothes right now, it will not be easy for you. Stand up. Take off all your clothes. Can you imagine? The shame. And the disgrace. The humiliation. If the devil is to have you, his way in your life, he will want to disgrace you. But because of the blood, you will not be disgraced. I say because of the blood, you will not be disgraced. I say because of the blood, you will not be disgraced. Oh, if Satan gets you, he will disgrace you. He will humiliate you. But because of the blood, you are being delivered from every shame and every disgrace. Yeah. Hallelujah. And, I'm talking about, go read the madman. He put him in the same naked. And the Bible says that and day and night he was in the tombs cutting himself and crying. Cutting himself and crying. Cutting himself. Self-inflicted pain. Oh yeah. If Satan gets you, he will really hurt you. Don't make the mistake. He will destroy you. Yeah. He will cause you, he will, he will, he will cause you to harm yourself. Look. People, people, if you look at the way people live, alcohol, drugs, they are into sex, and they, they know it's no good, but they cannot stop it. That is Satan at work. You talk to most of the gazero. I know, I know it's not good, but I can't help it. And it's true, they can't help it. Because Satan has its way. You will not destroy yourself. I say you will not destroy yourself. I say you will not destroy yourself because of the blood of the lamb. Yeah, self-destruction. Yeah. The Bible says, and no, even no man can bind him. Whatever chain they put on him, you break it. You see, no man can bind him. It's, it's talking about it's out of control. Stubborn. Out of control. And see, and let me tell you something. That behavior whereby nobody can advise you. I won't listen. I will do my own way. It will only lead to your own destruction. Yeah. And I'm talking to the young ones. 
I'm 18. I know what I'm doing. You don't know a squat. You are 18. What have you seen in life? You are only 18. What do you know? I'm 19. I, 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 can, I, can, I can mind my own business. What business do you know? What you don't know is that, that I am 18, I'm 19, I'm 20. I don't listen to anybody. It is Satan who is influencing you. And, and it will only lead to your own destruction. I'm preaching. That thing that I know what I'm doing. What do you know about what you're doing? 20. 19. 21, 22. I know what I'm doing. I got it. You listen to me. Listen to me. That spirit of unable to be controlled, unable to be advised, you always have your opinion about something. It is the spirit of Satan in you and it will only destroy you. Tonight, I deliver you from the spirit of stubbornness. I deliver you from the spirit of stubbornness. So that your life will not be wasted. That is the reason a lot of young people have wasted their life because they have the spirit of stubbornness that's not listening to counsel. Every time it occurs to you that, you see, every time the Bible says that he that has gone to battle and has come back and has removed his armor and has sat down, let him boast. This is the one who has gone to the war. And in spite of the arrows and the gunshot and the bullets, still came back and was able to remove his armor and sit down. He's the one who has to boast. You, what battle have you been to? What have you seen? You have not even paid rent before. Have you paid? I once had a young man. I'm not, I'm criticizing his father. My dad is this. My dad is this, 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 this. And I said, hold on. Your father, you are criticizing. He has been able to help him in his lifetime. He worked all his lifetime. Was never laid off. You have been laid off twice, and you are criticizing your father. Twice you have been laid off. And you are criticizing your father. You see, it's, what I'm trying to say is that it's the spirit of rebellion. And the Bible says the stubbornness is as witchcraft. Rebellion is as witchcraft. And when that thing rises up in a young person, it is clearly that Satan is about to destroy that person. But tonight, by the power of the blood, we remove every rebellion. We remove every rebellion. Yeah. Hallelujah. No man can bind him. That's what happened. Hallelujah. Look. But thank God for the blood. I said thank God for the blood. I said thank God for the blood. Yes. Hallelujah. So the blood is the only way we can overcome. Hallelujah. Hey, little ones. The blood is the only way by which you overcome. Amen. 
Number two effect of the blood. The blood, okay, the blood gives us physical, not spiritual. The blood gives us physical healing. Not spiritual healing. Physically healed. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah chapter 53, verses 1 to 5. It begins by asking the question, who had believed our report? Who had believed our report? Because people can't believe that something in communion that they bought from Costco. They don't believe it. That's something that they want to buy from Costco. And brought it. And somebody stood there and prayed about it. Suddenly that thing can take away my asthma. Yeah. So it begins by asking that question. Who had believed our report? Yeah. People cannot believe that bread that was bought. And you prayed about it. Suddenly this bread can make that tumor in your body disappear. They don't believe it. So who had believed our report? May you be a believer. I say, may you be a believer. I say, may you be a believer. Because tonight you are not, any, no, tonight nobody's going back with the sickness. I said, tonight nobody's going back with any sickness. Because we believe. Say, I believe. Say, I believe. Say, I believe. Yes. Who had believed our report? Who has believed that this thing here can take away a breast cancer? That this thing here can take away asthma? That this thing here can take away kidney problems? Like this thing here can take away blood pressure? Who had believed our report? But may you be a believer. I say, may you be a believer. He said, who had believed our report? And the next question is, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? And to whom? And to whom? You see, you have to believe so that the arm, the arm of the Lord, listen, I'll show you the arm of the Lord. Who has, who has fought before? You have fought before. Let's have a quick come. Let's say, he's wearing a suit. Let's say you're about to fight me. What will you do? What will you do? Have you seen? What do you do? You take your jacket off. Take it off. And then what will he do next? You're about to punch somebody. <laughs> What do you do? No, what do they do? What do people do? I said, what do people do? I didn't see. Before then, his arm is covered. But his, you know, when the arm is revealed, it's a sign that he's about to fight. He's beginning to show his muscle. He's beginning to show his muscle. <laughs> yeah. Because when people are about to fight, what they do is they roll up their sleeve. So, be proud to the fighting. Proud to the fighting. The arm is covered. 
But the arm is revealed when they are ready to fight. When God is about to fight on your behalf, he reveals his arm. He, he reveals his arm. To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? May God reveal his arm to you. I say, may God reveal his arm on your behalf. May God roll his slate on your behalf. To whom? I said, to whom? Has the honor of the Lord been revealed? Hallelujah. Yeah. That is why on Wednesday we talk about the, how he delivered the mighty hand. He said he delivered him by his mighty hand. There is a hand of God that is mighty. And by his outstretched arm, may you see the power of God in your life. May Jehovah roll his sleeves on your behalf. To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Hallelujah. Let's continue. To whom? Let's continue. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and a root out of a dry ground. He had no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Verse 3. He is despised. and He's talking about Jesus Christ. Isaiah is talking about Christ. He is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Tonight your sorrows have been carried away. I said tonight your sorrows. That's why we call it Good Friday. It, is, it, it was not good for Christ. It was good for you. Do you understand what it is? It, it's, it's not good for Christ. It was good for you. Because your sorrows, he was carried. Yet we did esteem him, yes, we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Listen to me. I can show you another revelation. The scripture that we read, the Bible said that when he was present, when he was on the cross, he shouted, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? That's what he said. My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Yeah. He felt forsaken. But then, the last scripture, the last reading on the cross, he said, my father, my father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Listen to me carefully. The first one, he said, my God, because God can be your God. He, when you say God, you are talking about the creator, Elohim, the one who is in charge, and things can work against you. And you can feel the pain. But when you talk about a father, it's a relationship. That one, I trust you. My God can forsake me, but my father, I trust. My God can forsake me, but my father, I trust. May he be your father. May he know. You see, when you talk about God, you are talking about creator, Elohim, earthquake. But when you talk about father, you are talking about a relationship. Somebody that you can trust. 
Hallelujah. Go back to the scripture, Isaiah, where I am. Surely, Spirit of God and afflicted, verse 5. The next verse. But he was wounded. He was wounded. He was wounded. He was wounded for our transgressions. Is there anybody who has a transgression? Transgression is an English word for sin. Is there anybody who has a sin here? Are there sinners in the church? Some of you, are, your hands are as if you are holy. Are there sinners in the church? He was wounded for our transgression and was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace, our peace, our peace was upon him. Because of Christ, you have peace. I say, because of Christ, you have peace. Anything that is disturbing you as we are entering the new year, you have peace. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. And with his stripes, and with his stripes, we are healed. Oh. It is illegal to walk we live here sick. And with his stripes, we are healed. Tonight there shall be healing. Tonight there shall be healing. This is the type, this healing, you don't need insurance. You need faith. This healing does not require any health insurance. All that you need to get healed, who has believed? I say, 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 who has believed? Tonight, every eye problem shall be corrected. Every blood disease shall be healed. Every blood pressure shall go down. By his stripes, we are healed. You see, and I'm saying that communion actually, you see, this way he's talking about physical things. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because communion has physical effect. This thing has a physical effect. And if you want to know the physical effect, it's not, it's not imaginary, it's not spiritual. It's physical. It has an effect in your body that can be felt. And if you know that, go and read Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 11, I believe. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 29. First Corinthians eleven twenty-nine. 29. It said that, in fact, let's go to 27 so we can get the whole scripture. Go to 27. Wherefore, or go back, go back again. I want to show 20, maybe 25. I want to show us something. Okay, the one before. And when he had given thanks, watch it. When he had, you see, can I do a little demonstration? The Bible says, the last day before he left the earth, he gathered his disciples and he took the bread, which is what we are going to do tonight. Which is what we are going to do tonight. And he said, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it. You see, this is the supernatural thing I'm talking about. It may be an ordinary bread from ShopRite. It may be an ordinary bread from Costco. But once it is brought here, 
and we pray over it and give thanks. It ceases to be an ordinary bread. From that time, it is the body of Christ. And when you are giving thanks, he break it and said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Next verse. After the same manner also, he took the cup. And when he had sat, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, and as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Once the cup is blessed, it ceases to be wine. It's now my blood. And, and the proof was with what happened. What was the proof? For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you did show the Lord death till it's come. Next verse, let's continue. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily. You see, from that time, it seems to be an ordinary bread. It seems to be an ordinary drink. So if you are just see, if you are just taking it like that, unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and of the blood. And this is what happens. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of the bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation. To himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Continue. For this, this is the reason. For this cause, see, I'm talking about the physical effect. See, for this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. If it is an ordinary bread that you bought from Costco, do you think it will make you weak? If it's an ordinary bread that you bought from ShopRite, an ordinary wine, is somebody hearing me? Are you hearing me? It means that as it, 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 it actually has a supernatural effect. Is somebody hearing me? It has a supernatural effect. It actually affects your body physically. Such that if you take it the wrong way, you will be weak. If you take it the right way, you, the wrong way, you will be sick. And if you take it the wrong way, you will die. And this was, these are physical things. Hallelujah. So what it also means, church, okay, it means that if you take it the right way, when, if you are weak and you take it the right way, you will be strong. I say you will be strong. Okay? When you take it the right way, you will be strong. When you take it the right way and you are sick, you will be healed. And if you take it the right way and death is threatening you, you will be alive. The blood. The blood. By his stripes, we are healed. Tonight, let the blood speak. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's the second supernatural effect. The third supernatural effect of this blood that I will, I will talk about before we take the communion. It's a communion service. Is that it can literally, literally, literally prevent you from dying. Is somebody hearing me? 
Oh, you will not die. Because of the communion, you will not die. Those who are waiting for, to hear that you are dead, they'll wait for a long time. Tell your neighbor, I'm not about to die now. Yeah. 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 Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12. Verse number 21. You see, this is the Passover. I'm talking about the blood has a it can actually prevent you from dying. God told Moses, I am going to send a spirit of death. I am going to send a spirit of death into the land. And wherever the spirit comes, it will kill. Because death, death begins in the spirit already. You die spiritually before you die physically. I said you die spiritually before you die physically. So he said, I am going to send death to wipe away the people. But what I want you people to do is kill a lamb. Kill a lamb and take the blood of the lamb and mark your doorpost. Hallelujah. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. Next verse. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood. That is in the basin. And strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of this house until the morning. Apply the blood and stay inside. For the Lord will pass through to smite Egyptians. And when he sees the blood, the blood, when he sees the blood upon the lintel and the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come into your house and smite you. So, you are physically prevented from dying. This one, they, they, they were about to physically die. So, the blood has the ability to prevent you from physically dying. May the blood prevent you from dying. Tell your neighbor, I'm not ready to die now. Because of the blood of Jesus. you come to for communion tonight, may you receive an extension of life. May you receive an extension of life for the blood. Hallelujah. Yeah. That stand. That rod. Anything that, you see, anything that the devil has planned, God can override it. I said God can override it. And God will override it. Amen. I see God overriding it. Let the, let the blood of Jesus override it. When, when you read Isaiah, he said, out of the, uh, talking about the, the Jesus Christ, he said, a, a, a young plant, a rod, a rod, a rod, a rod, a rod, a rod, shall come. Out of the stem of Jesse. A rod, a rod, a rod. This is a rod. A rod. This is a rod. A rod is a stick. He said, and a rod, a rod. Who was that rod? 
Who was that rod? He was talking about Jesus. Who was that rod? I said, who was that rod? And that was the rod that was in the hand of Moses. That was the rod that was in the hand of Moses. For he was the rod. The rod that came. And the Bible says that when he went to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh's magicians, when he put the rod down, the rod turned into a snake. And the Pharaoh said, no problem. I can also do the same thing. He also put his rod down. And his rod also turned into a snake. But the, but the greater rod. The greater rod. I said the greater rod. I said the greater rod. I said the greater rod. He said, swallowed. Tonight, like because of the blood of Jesus, any evil plan, any evil imagination that is set, it will be swallowed. That was the rod. The rod. God gave him Jesus, the staff. Tonight, any rod, any serpentine activity, any spiritual activity planned against you, because of the rod that is of Christ, it shall swallow it. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, put your hand together for the blood. I'm telling you. Yeah. That's the blood. Hallelujah. And listen. Not only not only does the blood have the ability to prevent death. Not only. It does not only prevent death. But it also has the power. I say it also has the power. That even that which is dead. Can come back to life. I say even that which is dead. When the blood touches it. It comes back to life. Matthew chapter 27. Matthew 27. Verse 50. Jesus. When he had cried again. With a loud voice. Yielded up the ghost. 51. And behold. The veil of the temple. Was rent in twain. From the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake. And the rocks rent. So what happened on Good Friday? And the graves were open. Who were in the graves? I said, who were in the graves? I said, who were in the graves? But when the blood was shed, suddenly the graves were open. And many bodies of the saints which slept arose. And just in case, and just in case you think it's an imagination, go to the next one. And came out of the graves after the resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared. So you are there now, your grandmother who died again. Go, go, go. Mary Alice, I'm back. Hey, grandma. Jennifer, Jennifer, it's me. Uncle Kujo, open the door. Hey! 
Paul says that the Bible said that, just in case you think it's in an imagination, no, it wasn't. They actually went to the city and appeared unto many. Tonight, I don't know what is dead in your life. I don't know what you have, you have written off. I don't know what you said that it cannot work. By the power of the blood, by the power of the blood, by the power of the blood, you shall live again. You shall live again. They said that your business is finished. They said your marriage is finished. They said your school is finished. They said your career is finished. They said your job is finished. But there is a blood that brings that which is dead back to life. That is the blood. That is the blood. There is a blood. And tonight we are talking about that blood. I said we are talking about that blood. I said we are talking about that blood. What did they say was dead? What did they say will not work? People have written you off. But I tell you, let God be true and let everyone be a liar. There is a blood. 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 The Bible said that the blood of Jesus, it speaks better things. Somebody say better things. Better things. Better things. Better things. Better things. Better things. Stand up to your feet and let's pray. Thank you. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood speaks better things. Oh, the blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Christ you are not born again you are not born again you are not saved you are not saved if you are here you are not saved tonight 
I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ. I am not going to sit down unless you give your life to Christ. Because let me tell you, so life without Christ is a losing game. Tonight, anybody here who are not saved, with every eye closed and every head bowed, Father, we thank you. Please lift up your hand. You want to be born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. On this Good Friday, on this Good Friday, I just want to make sure before I move on to the next stage, because make sure that we must eat the, the body right and drink the and drink the the blood right, and to eat it right and to drink it right, you must give your life to Jesus. So if you are not sure, you are not sure, you have any doubt about your salvation, correct it now. Correct it now before we come to the Lord's table. Is there anybody here? And I'm pleading for your life. Because you need to be saved. You need to be saved. You need to be saved. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you tonight for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapes and publications at yahoo.com.